at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Okay, our conversation is around property and transformation in the property sector. Uh, Yes, Muchekwane. Muchekwane is the CEO of South African Institute of Black Property Practitioners. She's in studio with us this afternoon. We were uh, supposed to be having somebody also from the Estate Agent Affairs Board. They have uh, um, kind of fallen off the face of the earth and no longer coming to join us on this particular conversation. Um, they have apologized saying they've got other things that have come up. So we did invite them and they agreed and suddenly they're no longer available. But we have Vuiswa now here in studio with us to discuss the transformation in the sector. Vuiswa, you're saying there's definitely no transformation in the sector. Explain that to me. Hi, Pamela. Yes, so, uh, I mean, we, as an industry, we produce an annual report um, called the State of Transformation um, of the Property Sector Report. And this was actually presented last week at a seminar that was held by the Property Sector Charter Council. And what was very um, disappointing, actually, was to see that not only does the sector continue to be untransformed, but in fact, on all of the kind of key measurements around which, um, you know, the BE scorecard uh, measures transformation, we've actually gone backwards in many instances. So whether you're talking about ownership Mm -hmm. um, and the percentage of of, um, black ownership, we're talking about management control, employment equity. Ownership of what? So... Um, of course, there's, uh, there's a number of different types of ownership, and mm-hmm. there's commercial property ownership, residential ownership, okay. um, and even government uh, um, ownership, and they are counted as the, the kind of property owners. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the status of ownership in the commercial property sector, which yes. accounts for the largest uh, chunk from a value perspective, so that's your shopping centers, yes. um, big commercial office buildings, blocks office stuff. blocks, etc., and the people who are commercially involved in property at an ownership level, and that speaks to um, shareholding, it speaks to decision-making, voting rights, and who has, who actually has effective control over these entities. Um, the, 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 the percentage of ownership as measured in 2012, 2013 has actually even gone backwards. That is how, how much? So um, at the time it was measured as so, and it's it's quite also interesting because as you know the BE codes and how they measure all of the different measures are quite um, complex. Mm. And I encourage whoever is interested in more detail to look at the report and download the report and just to get a sense of the actual methodology. But just high level, um, the initial ownership, uh, the, the industry had set certain targets mm. for itself mm-hmm. for ownership according to the the BE scorecard. Five years ago, we were achieving actually quite well about 88% of that target. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that target doesn't mean the industry is 100% black owned. It's a target that says, you know, over the next few years, we would like as an industry to increase our ownership percentage by this amount. Um, And at that point, we were performing at 88% to our target as an Mm. industry. Now, with the latest figures, we are actually at 50%. So, um, and and that what that means is that actually now that when you start to analyze effective ownership of the industry, so who actually owns those shares, who owns the rights, who has the voting rights within those companies and the organizations, and you dismantle some of these more complex structures, you start to get a clearer picture of an industry that in effect 
is actually very, very untransformed. So we have managed to get the uh, estate agent board uh, back on the line with us. They have dropped everything. They've joined us and I'm so grateful. Uh, Mamudupi Mothala is the CEO of the Estate Agency Affairs Board, joins us now on the line. Thanks very much for making the time. Mamudupi, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, hi, hi, afternoon, Sumela, and afternoon, Sumela, I, I was on the line. I've been holding since 2 o'clock when you made the announcement that we're not available. Yes. We were surprised. Up. I was surprised you were not because you were initially. So we apologize for whatever has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are here now, and thank you very much for making the time to join My us. Pleasure. Um, Mamadubi, do you agree with the stats that we've just heard? Uh, will you so give us now? Okay, I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't. I only caught the tail end of what okay. you're saying that the industry is untransformed. Yes. And I, I, we, as the East Asian Agency Affairs Board, concur 100% with that. This mm. is a, one of the industries that's completely untransformed. And in relation to East State agents, you find that the statistics are so alarming that, I mean, as we sit here, out of the 43,000 East State agents that are registered, only 1,000 of those are black status agents that have the right to practice. So from a whole 42,000, we only have 1,000 black um, full status estate agents. But there's one thing that you had said in your intro, that what is really the, the, the reason for this challenge? And that's what we've been trying to grapple with. And we noticed that there are also certain regulatory impediments mm. that we as a regulator need to deal with. We find that um, of, um, of the estate agents that we have who've, uh, who've attempted to register with us, there's about 900 odd that have been blocked, meaning that... Blocked? Did you, say, did you say blocked, blocked Mamudubi? Yes, blocked by the EAB as the regulator. Mm-hmm. And the reason for us blocking them is because they don't meet certain regulatory requirements. Mm-hmm. And these regulatory requirements are those that re- re- require an entity to have a finan- financial muscle to pay certain subscriptions to us. Mm-hmm. For instance, some are unable to pay membership fees. Mm-hmm. Others are unable to submit audited financial statements because it is a requirement that each estate agency uh, must submit annual audited financial statements because we need to make an assessment as to what interest they, they, have, um, they have received so that, that can, 50% of that interest can be contributed to the Fidelity Fund. Yeah. So... There is that challenge from a regulatory point of view that we need to look at barriers to entry, not only from the industry itself, but also from the regulator. And we're putting in place measures to address that. Is it, I mean, from what I'm hearing, it sounds a little bit like money is possibly maybe the only reason people are not uh, coming forth. Is that the only the only reason that you're seeing people are not registering yes. as estate agents? Correct. From where we sit, money is the biggest, biggest impediment. That is why um, we've embarked on two specific pro- programs where we believe we'll be able to inject quite a substantial number of black estate agents into the industry. The first one, obviously, is that of internships. Um, we intend on recruiting 30,000 interns over a period of three years, and we've already started the program. But what we've then done is we've looked at why interns don't stay, because a lot of them get trained, but then they, do, they, they don't finish their training, or alternatively, after training, they don't stay in the industry. So we then said, what we need to do, just in brief, is that we bring in the interns, but we also simultaneously create an incubation program where we're going to introduce SMEs that will receive both a grant and a subsidy from the EUC. And in those um, SMEs, we're also going to assist them with getting access to markets, which we believe will be a key ingredient to sustainability, because access to markets means 
We get you houses to actually sell. We get you properties to administer, both in the public sector and uh, and and in, um, in, in, and in the private sector. And we believe if they're able to generate income, they will stay in the industry. Then we're going to take the very interns that we're training and then inject them into these companies so that it's, we've got a long-term sustainability program. All right. Where, sorry, do you agree that money could be the biggest uh, entry barrier to the sector? Absolutely. And it's also important to realize that the property sector, um, you know, while estate agents definitely form a, a big chunk of the sector, there is an entire sector, an entire value chain that includes and so conveyances, um, property managers, facilities mm. managers, property owners and mm. investors. Um, and and there is a huge ecosystem uh, of all of these industries that are reliant on each other. So mm. just to make it a very practical example, you know, uh, if if a person owns a building, they can then decide who manages that building? Mm. Who, which bank they want to bank with? Mm. Um, who sells that building when they want to sell it? You know, and that impacts your brokers and your estate agents, etc. So it is critical, you know, for us. You know, from where we're saying, we're saying transformation ultimately at the end of the day is ownership. It is ownership, and everything else, of course, is is relevant. But without actual effective control without effective ownership and for that to happen there needs to be significant investment into new enterprises and supporting entrepreneurs and new entrants in the space whether they are you know trying to start their own estate agencies or they're trying to be full status um, agents or whether they are trying to go into the investment space Mm. and currently there is a severe severe lack of enterprise genuine enterprise support and sustainable enterprise development and support in our sector. Mamadoubi, you know, I I hear you both, you and we, so talk about the money, but I I think there is another elephant in the room here. So where you have estate agents who say, well, okay, I'm willing to work my way up and I'm willing to save or whatever it will take for me to get there. But in the meantime, as I am an agent under a specific, uh, you know, old uh, estate agency, Customers are not interested in me. When they enter into a house as I'm an agent, they just kind of simply walk out and they were not willing to trust me with the sale and so on. So the elephant in the room here being that you've got a society that's not in itself willing to use the practitioners that we're trying to get into the sector. Okay, you know, that is a factor, but I, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it does fall down to the money. But on that issue, mm. that is a reality. Mm. Because at the end of the day, even if a particular estate agent is to secure a mandate from a seller, mm. the next level is about getting a bond yeah. for the particular buyer. Bond originators are actually a very close-knit group. Mm. And you find that a lot of black estate agents do not have those kinds of connections within the banks to be able to actually completely get a bond and a secure a sale or see a sale to its full conclusion. Mm. So that's another problem. But just coming back to what mm. you raised in that yes, they, 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 the initial problem is actually getting that seller to have enough faith and confidence in a black estate agent to give them the business so they can go forward. We, in the model that we are, we are putting forth, mm. have decided that maybe it is important to look for alternative and new market for these black estate agents. Mm. Yes, you will go to your conventional uh, traditional markets, you know, like your commercial properties and your residential properties. But we're also saying, let's look for other areas where only black estate agents can initially be players. 
We've had discussions with, uh, for instance, the provincial government of Gauteng. We've said to them, good people, we have to, we want to bring our estate agents in. How can you assist? We look at RTP housing, for instance. Yeah. RTP housing is an ongoing nightmare in every single province. The unproper records, there's no indication of who's in, in occupation. As soon as houses are handed over, some people do not um, uh, comply with the preemptive period of occupation prior to selling the property. And we say, create an area for the estate agents to play in that space. Pay us a small administration fee. We will get, keep proper records. We will administer these RTP housing. And then this will actually save the provincial government money in the, in the long term. Because we find that they then have to come in at a later date and deal with legal costs and mm-hmm. litigations and such other things. Mm-hmm. So we're saying let's be preemptive. We're also looking at um, Department of Public Works. We're saying Department of Public Works, you're a state entity. You've got lots of properties. Bring us in. Let us administer those properties. Give us um, access to your properties. And obviously, it is a government imperative to make sure that there's transformation. We're talking to Shah, your Central Housing Regulatory Authority. We are saying Shah has a mandate to, 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 to roll out stock. They've rolled out thousands of units a year. Please work the estate agents into your business model because there is a requirement for property administration. Then why not give it give estate, black estate agents, agencies access to those markets? So we are alive to the fact that in the conventional space, there are certain prejudices that come before uh, black estate agencies that become barriers to entry, whether visible or invisible. Mm-hmm. But we are then saying, let's create alternative markets for them. Even the issue around uh, backroom dwellers. Yep. We've been speaking to the housing, um, uh, the housing premier's office around that to, see, to say that you are coming up with innovative building materials or alternative building materials in order to re- eradicate um, uh, uh, backroom um, dwellings or backroom shacks. We are saying that that is a key area where estate agents can play in order to regulate the, the relationship between landlord and tenant. Put us in that business model so that we, when you roll out the program, we are there with you. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll get back to this and just wrap it up because I see that the Commission of State Inquiry has come back on and we do want to go live and take you back to, to Parktown and we'll do that in a second. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. 25 minutes after 2 and you're on Life Happens on SAFM. My name is Pimelo Mutine. Before we went to a break, we were speaking to the CEO of Asset Agency Affairs Board, Mamudu Bumutlala, and uh, we were just quickly breaking down what needs to happen in the sector. I'm also joined in studio by Vuyusa Mochekwane, who is the CEO of South African Institute of Black Property Practitioners. Mamudu B, I just want to wrap it up quickly because we have run out of time, it's a big it's a big load to 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 tackle all at once. Do you are you finding that government is is listening? Are you making headway with with your proposals to government? Um, yes, I do believe they are listening to what we have to say. Um, but obviously, they, the, the the taste of the pudding is in the eating, as they say. Mm. But look, the provincial government of Gauteng has 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 gone so far to sign on the dotted line. Oh, lovely. We are speaking to public works and we're speaking to social housing regulatory authority. And we're hoping that very soon they will also sign on the dotted line. But we, we are very optimistic that they will come to the party and especially our, our, the Department of Human Settlements, which is the department we, we report to. So it is, it, is a, it, is, it is work in progress, but we are very optimistic and we, we are looking forward to actually being able to deliver in terms of this program. Vuyusafa, where are you sitting? Is, it, uh, the, is there some light at the end of the tunnel for you? <laughs> well, uh, perhaps not on the immediate horizon, but I think certainly in the long term. And I think 
government definitely does have a very important role to play mm-hmm. in catalyzing and enabling some of these um, key transformation initiatives. I mean, Mahmoud Dupi mentions public works. Just last week, the Minister of Public Works has made a pledge that they would like to um, issue 35% of all their new leases to uh, previously disadvantaged companies and new entrants. And we want to see that happen. That is imperative that actually government starts to walk the talk and lead by example and um, and support new entrants and entrepreneurs in this space. But I think it's also critical that banks and financial institutions start to take on a more developmental mindset around financing new entrants and financing new enterprises in this industry. It will not happen um, if we just, you know, I think it's, it's wonderful for us to also find those new opportunities mm-hmm. and um, to find opportunities for new entrants. But the industry structurally needs to transform. Mm. And a big part of that also, lastly, is around building networks and business networks. As you said, um, you know, we cannot continue to just exist on the periphery, on the margins. Um, We have to be front and center of the transacting that's happening in the industry. And for that, I say, you know, we Organizations like ours are exactly there to serve that, to assist new entrants and new players in this space to build those high-value networks, to access those government entities or those private companies, mm. and to find the opportunities that are available. So I think that is something that also is very key going forward. Mammoth task there ahead of Vuyiso Muchekwani, who is the CEO of South African Institute of Black Property Practitioners, and Mamudu Bumutlala, who is a CEO of Estate Agency Board. Uh, Mamudu, again, we really do apologize for the misunderstanding earlier on, and no, thank you very fine. much for making the time for us this afternoon. Okay, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you very much for your time.